Welcome everyone to the Lo-Fi Poly Sci Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pickering. That's right. Lo-Fi's and low-fidelity, low-quality, in-your-face, messy-as-can-be global news show. And today, my friends, we're connecting the dots. Here, we're going to bring up stories that we covered exactly a year ago on the show and talk about them today and exactly how they're relevant to connecting the dots with one very specific purpose, to predict what's going on in the world tomorrow. Oh, I know, the fortune-telling business. That's what we're doing today. So let's hit it. What are we talking about? Or rather, what were we talking about a year ago today? March 30th, 2020, Episode 7. North Korea says U.S. clearly doesn't want nuclear talks, Associated Press. March 31st, 2020, Episode 8. Maynamar editor could face life in jail for interviewing Rebel from The Guardian. April 1st, 2020, Episode 9. Mexico. Woman journalist gunned down in Mexico's Veracruz state. Reporters without border. Also from April 1st, 2020, U.S. again accused of killing civilians in Somalia airstrikes. Washington Post. And April 2nd, 2020, Episode 10. Top EU court says eastern states broke law by refusing to host refugees. Reuters. All right, these five stories here. These events taking place in Asia, Europe, Africa, North America, Latin America. Let's update these and connect some dots. First up is this story about North Korea from last year, saying that the U.S. just doesn't want to talk about nuclear weapons. Well, a year later, just last week, North Korea starts testing ballistic missiles and most certainly gained the attention of the United Nations Security Council. And more tests may very well be coming. So basically, it looks like over the past year, North Korea was getting tired of being ignored. And now... Well, they're not being ignored anymore, and they've got everyone's attention. So our next one, going on to Maynamar editor, jailed for interviewing a rebel. We've been talking about the Maynamar coup since February 1st when it took place, two months ago. And the latest update is that rebel forces from the north of the country and the south of the country, two different groups, mind you, well, it looks like they're talking collaboration. And in the southern region, where one of the rebel groups is located... It's reported that the group is giving civilians the heads up. The military is about to be on the offensive, or is on the offensive. And we're going to be talking a good bit more about this in a minute. The story about a Mexican female journalist being killed last year. What's the latest on this? Well, just this past week, tragically, a woman from El Salvador was killed in police custody in Mexico as well. Also, the Women's March earlier this month in Mexico City was met by police and tear gas. And according to the BBC article, Mexico police under fire after woman's death in custody, last year the government figures, they stated that about 939 women died as a result of femicide. Our next one, about the U.S. killing civilians in Somalia by accident via airstrikes and drone attacks. Latest on this one? A year later, France is under fire for doing the exact same thing in Mali, having killed 22 people at a wedding in January when they were reportedly targeting, targeting terrorists. And our last update to a story from a year ago. Top EU court says Eastern European countries broke the law by not accepting refugees into the country. The update? It appears the same thing is going on in Thailand with refugees from Myanmar, as the Thai military reportedly turned back over 2,000 people fleeing airstrikes by the Myanmar military this weekend. I'm pretty sure... You're already connecting some of these dots on your own. But let's do it together 
and connect them all. But remember, Lofa Nation, we're not really connecting dots here. We're demonstrating something very, very particular. What happens to one human being, what happens to human beings in one place, affects human beings in all places. We're demonstrating how what happens to our people, all people, affects us. So let's start with these events from Myanmar, Thailand, the EU, US, France, Mali, Somalia. Over the past year that we've seen here, the US, France, and Myanmar all kill civilians in airstrikes. And there are more than just these three cases, mind you. But actions like this consistently cause refugee crises across the globe. Anytime someone starts getting bombed, people start running away from it. And cases like Eastern European countries and Thailand not accepting refugees running away from violent conflict has been happening and is still happening today. In short, a year ago, you bomb a place, people run, and other people don't accept those people fleeing the violence. And today, people are still bombing places, people are still running, and other people still don't accept those fleeing the violence. You can call that a pattern or learned behavior, but we'll get back to it in a minute. Now let's add Mexico's not good record on femicides and the killing of women to this. Thousands of refugees flee violence from Central America every year and pass through Mexico, including, of course, women and children. And this is the case with all refugee migrations. And one thing that is well established in political science literature, both comparative politics and international relations literature, is that women and children across the world, especially in conflict zones, are the most unequally affected group of individuals when violence breaks out. And femicides in conflict zones and in refugee populations are a tragedy that happens on every continent. And yes, I do mean every continent. A conflict zone isn't merely a war zone. It's a place with a large amount of violence happening. Period. And when you have countries refusing to take in refugees, this exacerbates the crises by a lot and puts at-risk groups at even more risk. When you turn away people that are looking for help, it gives other people the idea that it's okay if they turn them away as well. And yeah, that's us looking at you, Eastern European countries, showing Thailand that it's permissible to turn away refugees of violence. And it's not just Eastern European countries, oh no. Take some self-reflection and look at your own country too, no matter where you are from, listener. I'm sure you won't have to look that hard to find examples of your own place doing the same thing. So at this point, you may be wondering, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. People start wars and bomb places and refugees flee the violence and other countries refuse to take in the refugees and women and children are put at even more risk because of all this. But do you get it? Ask yourself and be honest with yourself. Because if you get it, then you realize the connection of these dots already. This is not, by any means, a new pattern. This is not, by any means, new to the past year of us talking about what's going on in the world today. This is going on today. This was going on last year. And this was most certainly going on well before that. And if you get that, then you get the implications behind it. If we know what's happening when we make specific choices, then why do we still make those choices? Now that is a question worth reflecting on. 
If we know that we're going to refuse the aid of refugees and put women and children at increased risk of violence and death, then why are we still bombing places causing this chain reaction of events? Why haven't we found a different way? A question to you out there, Lo-Fi listener. Why haven't we found a different way? And on that note, you may be asking yourself, didn't he mention North Korea as the first story? What does North Korea have to do with all this? Did he just forget he even brought it up? May I introduce the sleight of hand in international relations? Why haven't we found a different way with North Korea? I mean, for real, since 1953, North Korea has been established, and for almost 70 years, what, no one's figured out a solution yet? I mean, really, people, a missile test here, talks over there, nuclear tests here, more talks over there, an argument every so often, administration after administration, and country after country. Are we really saying that no one has been able to figure out the North Korea solution yet? I mean, really. For real, they are now an established nuclear power on the world stage, and the international community's ongoing policy with them is sanctions, hard talk, and backdoor economic deals to keep the country afloat in the face of those international sanctions. And that's the best we can do to figure out a solution? And did you already forget about refugees fleeing conflict zones and women and children being put at increased risk? That's the North Korea sleight of hand in international relations. It's a reoccurring news story in a series of events that draws people's attention toward an issue that no one can seem to solve and distract us from an issue we most certainly know how to solve. So I ask you again out there, why haven't we found a different way? And that, my friends, is connecting the dots. Always remember that Lo-Fi poli is more than just me. It's the we that we be. Pickering. Signing off.